welcome to the Run Duo Podcast, episode 21. I am one of your hosts, Tommy Mitchell, and you'll be hearing from our other host, India Cook, shortly. Now, episode 21 is going to be a little different. We actually recorded the audio live from a fundraiser for the Black Ice Project put on by Heather King here in Atlanta, Georgia. The fundraiser took place at a location called Parlor. It's a cocktail bar slash event space in the Castleberry Hill area here in Atlanta, Georgia. If you didn't get a chance to get to the actual fundraiser, you missed it. It was a, a great event. Um, when you walked in, you could see all the photos of the different participants that will be running the White Continent Marathon in Antarctica in January of 2020. Now, the Black Eyes Project is a brainchild of Heather King, and she was there, of course, so we got a chance to interview her, as well as the, a couple of the other participants that will be joining her in Antarctica come January of 2020. Now, I can sit here and kind of try to explain to you what the Black Eyes Project is, but let's let Heather tell you exactly how she came up with the idea and what the driving force is for her putting on this fundraiser. And so Black Eyes Project um, basically started out, it goes back to... I guess you could say the goal I set for myself about eight, nine years ago, where I set out to um, run seven marathons on seven continents. Right. And when I DNF'd in the Great Wall of China back in, I think, 2014, mm -hmm. um, I went to Tokyo to get Asia. Mm -hmm. And at that time, um, I already had three majors under my belt. Right. And so for the next two years, I decided to go ahead and finished the major, so mm -hmm. I am the first African-American in the state of Georgia, a town, yes. <laughs> um, to complete the uh, six Abbott World Major Marathons, and I completed that um, London 2018. Mm -hmm. And so um, since then, I decided, you know, it's almost like, you know, I understand kind of sort of how when people go and accomplish these big dreams, mm -hmm. they come back to their local hometown only to find out that, wow, you know, that dream was kind of short-lived. What am I going to do next? Right. And so after London, I came home, and I'm still on the couch. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, let me go back and finish that, that goal. Um, and I will say that, um, you know, life is short, and, and people are leaving quickly. And I just don't want to hurry up to retire only to look back at my life and don't feel like I lived or accomplished the things that I wanted to. And so, you know, I'm just one of those people that will put a plan together and figure out how I'm going to pay for it later. And so when I decided that it was time for me to lay out my continents, um, so I will go to Africa in July. Um, that was a trip that we put together. Um, and it was supposed to be a group of 50 people. Right. Well, it sold out. Mm -hmm. Of course it did. Mm -hmm. And so. Because King's doing it. <laughs> yes. And yes. So, the Pied Piper. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we have a group going to Africa um, in July 2019. Mm -hmm. um, in September, I'm going to head to Sydney, Australia. That will be my fourth continent. And then um, Antarctica is slated for January 2020, mm -hmm. where I will do two marathons in two days on two continents, mm -hmm. which will be South America and Antarctica. Okay. So I started last year asking people, you know, don't you want to run Antarctica? Mm -hmm. They was like, Child. How many people cussed you out? How many? Right. How many? Actually, to be <laughs> honest, I will not say anybody cussed me out. I will say they were, they first they laughed. I was going to say not directly to you, though. And then they was like, <laughs> everybody was more or less like, so how much is it? It was the price that scared them. And so... This particular trip is going to average about 15000 by the time you pay for the land, the air, and the trip insurance, which right. is okay. the most expensive runcation I probably will ever take in my life. Yes. And so that's how we got to the Black Ice Project. So a couple of people I asked, they was like, you know, let me think about it. But up front, I did have six people off the rip that was like, I'm down. Okay. What I need to do. Mm -hmm. And so the more I thought about it and the more people I asked, they was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that, that, that 10 off right. or that 15 off. And I said, you know what, what if I could help offset your cost? Like, would that, would that change you? So and did you find that it was more so the cost? It wasn't the fact that, that it's Antarctica? No, okay. it, it was the cost. Okay. It, 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 for me, it's the cost. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm not even going to front like I got 12000 right. sitting around. And if right. I did, I wouldn't Definitely. be going to Antarctica. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this. No. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to go, but it's like, do you want it bad or really bad? Right. You know. Like, yeah. Really right. Right. This? I can go to Chicago and put on a shirt and say Antarctica and fake right. it till I make it. All day. And so, 
when I went to Jamaica this past year, um, this past December, I think I had about nine or 10 people solid, like they going. Okay. And so as I started telling more people, it was like, they black? Yeah, we are black. And yeah. it just, it, the momentum grew. Mm -hmm. And so now we are at six men and 32 women. Nice. And we are Team Black Ice. And so I was trying to find a way to use um, the race name. And I was like, nah, we're going to create something, as we always do, just for us. Right. And so how I got the whole team involved was I knew that with this particular race, I thought it would sell out. So I secretly told everybody that said they wanted to go, there's a $1,000 deposit. So I told them to just get a money order, a cashier's check, and mail it in. Don't put nothing on it but... Right. White Continent 2020. Mm -hmm. And so one person, well, I'm not going to name, she wrote a check. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know why people still have checks, but she wrote a check. And the check had a phone number on it, so the race director called. Okay. And he was like, I have this check and this deposit. I have mm -hmm. a lot of them, but I don't know what it's Who for. Right. And she said, have you talked to Heather King? And he said, well, I think I have. She said, I can't talk to you. You got to talk to Heather King. And so he called me, and his question was, who are you? And I have, like, 9,000 deposits. Well, 9,000 total, nine right. people. Uh -huh. He said, but I don't know what it's for. And I said, sir, I said, we're going to sell out your race. Mm -hmm. And so he said, okay, so this was right after Thanksgiving. Okay. So the race opened up on January the 1st. Mm -hmm. When his race opened, the capacity was 30. Um, a week before Christmas, I asked him for five more slots, mm -hmm. so then we went to 35, and as of today, we are at 38, mm -hmm. and he um, gave me 10 more slots. Okay. But I wanted to be the face of the race. I think after being in the run community, it's always two or three here and there, and all the pictures of Antarctica, there were always one or two or three black people at the most, mm -hmm. maybe never at the same time, but just over years, and I thought, well, what if what if we were the face of the race? What would that look like? And so here we are. Yes. It's no longer something I'm thinking about. We actually are doing it. Um, he's coming here in March, March the 23rd, to meet with us okay. and sit down and kind of go over everything. And mm -hmm. so um, I told him, I said, you know, um, we're all black. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay. He said, that's okay. I said, you ever had this mean black people in Antarctica? He said, no, I can't say I have. Uh, he's like, oh, this should no, be really this interesting. This should be interesting. <laughs> he's like, this should be super he's, interesting. No, he said, that damn Wakanda. Right. <laughs> so we are going to try not to destroy Antarctica. We're We are going to, you know, try to keep the land as pure as we have found <laughs> yes. it. Yes. But I can tell you that we will be camping out overnight. Um, we will be taking a few things that you only find in, in the black community, okay. and we will go Wait, ahead and we got spades. We got some white. We got some white Hennessy to take a shot. <laughs> um, we're gonna take some music and put it on a, a lap. Well, I don't know. We're still trying to see if we can get a signal over there to go uh, live. Yeah. Okay. But we we're gonna do some things that only you know we know how to do in our community. Right. Of course. Now, but, Heather, yes. I, I want you to talk about. The GoFundMe account. I want you to to, to kind of get into that I mean, because that's, that's why, why we're here. here. That's, that's why, why we're here. here. So kind of get into to about that GoFundMe account and tell us why someone should pay to send these adults to Antarctica. So this is what I will say. I, I will say that I am not a fan of GoFundMe. Um, most of the time when you see GoFundMe, there are used for people that didn't plan properly or some <laughs> type of an emergency, which I understand. Yes. But then I've also seen GoFundMe where people are trying to live out their best lives, dreams, right. and they just need a little help. Mm -hmm. And so I contemplated, but I did ask the people, what if I could help offset the cost? And so there are a lot of people out here that have dreams and they support other people's dreams. And so I thought that if I did a kickoff of a GoFundMe, that would be exceptional. It was bold. Don't get me wrong. It, it took me a couple of times before I hit send. And then I had to sit back because I was like, girl, ain't nobody about to give you no money. And so, but it's one of those things that I didn't think that I would have this many people signed up to run a marathon or half marathon in Antarctica. Right. So it's like if you don't ask, then you'll never know if it would have worked. This is true. So 
GoFundMe's are not something that I see often in the run community, but I think this trip, these people, this once in a lifetime, I think this warrants a GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I think that it is simple. We're not asking for you to carry us the old way. We just want to be able to offset our costs to ensure that we still make it. Um, one thing unique about this project is there are six men. If you can get six black men to do anything, anywhere, Wait, is, is a plus. Don't do that, Tommy. Why? You know, you hey. know that it's Why y'all talking bad about my brothers? Well, first of all, to and, get them to get them to go on vacation. Know, everybody, every woman in the room is like, "Yep, yep, you're right, you're I mean, right. You can't get them to do nothing." General. I think that that's a big thing. I think, ladies, we're so we're easy to be like, "Yep, I'm down." We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll make it happen. But for men, to we'll make it happen. It's a totally different situation. Well, we're talking about not only get your passport. We're talking about travel. We're talking about packing your bag, and we're talking about Antarctica. Right. Now, now the men will go to Vegas, Chicago, and right. anywhere else. There's a race, but we're talking about on another continent. Right. And so out of all the six men, I believe that four are married. Mm -hmm. Well, three are married, and the other three are single. Okay. okay. And so for the married folks to get a pass in Antarctica <laughs> with 32 black women, right. yeah. we're making history. You make it, that's history right that's there. History. That's history right there. <laughs> now, I, I definitely understand the GoFundMe account. I definitely understand why someone, because I was thinking about it on my drive here. And... I know the reason why I've done a lot of things in my life is because I've seen another person that looks like me yes. do it. Yes. And not just, not even just about other adults. The kids are in Jack and Jill. I don't know if y'all know what Jack and Jill is, but you know, yes. the kids are in Jack and Jill. That's exactly when we were, when I used to go to Jack and Jill meetings in Orlando, Florida, that's what they would do. They would bring in African-American people. They were doing things yep. that mm -hmm. other black people might go, oh, black people don't do that. Right. That is why I think it's worth it for others to help yeah. get this trip done. Right. So that this is something we can show, hey, we do everything. There right. is nothing that we don't do. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's not this, I will say this, um, Black Ice is not about running. Running is the tool that we're using to get to this destination. Right. Running is what we all have in common. Running is what brings us together. But I think this story is about an older generation that does not want to just sit down and continue to read about other people's history. We are going to make history. We're going to write our, our names in the history book. We're going to be able to tell our children's children that this person in our family went on this trip to Antarctica. There's not a book out here that I know of that I can go and find an African-American that I know personally. These 38 people know somebody that knows somebody that can be able to tell their grandchildren or be asked to come and speak to a kindergarten class or elementary school or something about career day right. because it's not just about running yes you you ran on this continent but i don't have nobody in my family that ever been in Antarctica. i don't know about you no it's not a place that right people yes. just go to exactly. well it's not a place that you have access to no. and the average person that wants to travel even if you're a millennium 15000 is a lot of money. 15000 is a lot of money for the working class right. in this day right. in economy. But I do believe that, I really believe deep down that at some point you have to realize what it is that you want to accomplish in your life, and that's what you should do, and you shouldn't let anything get in the way. Even if it's a five- or ten-year goal, as long as you are working toward it, it will always manifest into what, and you won't be 80 years old looking back feeling like the only thing you accomplished was you retired. Well, why do we have to wait to retire? I watched my grandparents retire, work to retire, hurry up and retire, only to be retired and died not long after that. They didn't get to accomplish anything that they set out because the whole goal was I got to hurry up and retire because in their generation, you made it once you retired. Yeah, that was the goal. Yes, right. exactly. And I think something that we talked about a lot on the podcast when we interviewed you, Heather, was about leaving a legacy. Yeah. And I think that's one of the one of the key things that you definitely focus on with your granddaughter yeah. and everything like that. Like, leaving the leg legacy. So when it is your time, you're like, you know what? This is what I have done Girl, in my life. Zoe going to shut down that kindergarten countertop. 
when they went, girl, I can't wait for show and tell. Like I am, y'all laugh, but I am living for the day when show and tell come. I told her mama, I got this. Right. Because Nana is gonna show up and show out. Right. And the thing about it is, I believe that if you put the information out there, this is just not a good story. The pictures alone will tell a story. Mm -hmm. What did y'all do to get all these black folks together to do one thing? And they in Antarctica? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't everybody support that? If you take the race part out, the fact that you have this many people that are bounded together over a period of a year to get to Antarctica to share an experience mm -hmm. and come back and be able to tell someone. Right. But for my race, this is a story that hasn't been told. Mm -hmm. This is a picture that I've never seen before. Right. This is going to be the history that we made. And yep. if you don't see your name in the history books, then you might want to write yourself in, be around to tell the story so that it's accurate. Right. Because if you allow someone else to tell your story, they're going to miss something. And if they wasn't there, how are they going to know? True. And so I'm here, and hopefully I'll be there then, but somebody has to lay the foundation. And it, and it goes back to even when we went to Berlin in 2017, Berlin Blackish, mm -hmm. there were, what, 45, 46 of us. Mm -hmm. Well, if you pay attention, every year that, that it gets bigger. Increase, yes. Last year, class of 2018, who knew that they were watching? Mm -hmm. They were over 100 deep. Yes. Who knew? In Berlin. In Ber black, and, black and in Berlin. Yes. yes. Black and in <laughs> Berlin. Black and abroad. And 2019, you know, they're going to need a hundred plus and a band, right. you know, at, mm -hmm. at the gates mm -hmm. to, to be able to do better than the last class. But I think that with this whole running experience, the thing that I love about it is you're inspiring somebody. You just don't know who. Mm -hmm. You're motivating somebody. So not only are people just not just running, they're getting passports. They're trying to figure out how to travel abroad. Mm -hmm. You are you're paying for an experience. You and once you get over there, it's, it's one thing to have a conversation with somebody about running. Mm -hmm. But we all know that once you hit that marathon, you can sit at the table and have those kind of conversations. And then once you go overseas and you run a continent, then you can have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, in Georgia, I'm having a conversation by myself with a six star. Mm -hmm. I need some other people at the table with me. Yes. But I'm inspiring somebody else because I don't look like a person that has accomplished that. And when you tell them your resume, they looking like, oh, you did oh, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, your I legacy is already in front of you, not just, you know, about your six stars, but the fact that you are able to bring people together to do things that many of them, without you pushing them or mm -hmm. setting it out there, putting it on a plate for them, might not do it. Shoot, the public's marathon. There's yeah. no way that many people will run that marathon as soon as in, in a three-year period, exactly. as a, let alone in one year, yeah. um, without, you know, team takedown. Mm -hmm. And now here you come again uh, here, with here, Project Here Black I come Ice. again. <laughs> here you come again. What, what you want now, <laughs> But you know what? The projects don't happen like that in my head. I think sometimes I see things, and for me personally, I just want more representation of us. Okay. Because we're out there. But there's not a lot of us. And even though you go back and look at old running magazines where you hear Anthony Reed from National Black Marathoners talk about he only knew five people in the marathons back in the day when he ran. Right. All of the articles say the same thing. It's only one or two of us. Well, now we're at a day and age where we run everywhere. Why doesn't everybody know everyone from different states? Why can't I see another black runner be like, hey, right. and not know their name? I understand you're going to run into people that you may not know, but at this day and age with social media and how the run is on a, on, on a up, I don't know why everybody doesn't do more of this, right. you know? Mm -hmm. And I will say that there are some organizations that they've tried it and maybe they just weren't successful. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm the only one that can do it. Mm -hmm. I just say that I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't cost anything. I don't charge you for anything. I just want us all to come together because why not? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's a joy to be able to take people on a journey that they'll never forget and maybe they will then pass it on to somebody else. And so you give people flowers and pay homage while they're alive mm -hmm. versus when they're gone. And then it's a bunch of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Right. So that, that is what black ice is to me. And these 
these experiences are things that you are taking with you and it's yeah. not something tangible. I think a lot of times these days we're like, let me get this item that's mm-hmm. tangible, but it's about the experience and people yeah. underestimate experiences. People underestimate the experience that you can take with you, what you can see, the experience that you have and that's what's important. Well, because at the end of the day, you can have all the money and buy all those things and it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't. It, it's a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. But an experience is something that you will always remember. And I can tell you, the first time I went out the country, the next year I was just like, oh, I'm regular. Like, I need to figure out when I'm going out the country again. And I missed it. And so now Mm -hmm. it's become not really a way of life for me, but it's something that I enjoy doing every year. Because right now I don't have a room to put a whole bunch of stuff. And then because it's so much, it ends up being in boxes. You don't know what's there. You forgot about it. Right. But this trip, is, it, it's, it's, it's a lifetime. Mind. Yeah, it's, it's an mind. experience. Even the relationships that you build. True. So you couldn't have done any of this without the relationships that you build. Right. And, 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 and each, each time you, you do a project, you build, and not everybody in the running community knows about it. Right. And it's odd that every time I find people, everybody don't know about Team Takedown Publix. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But that's so, okay. We are here to educate. Yeah. Be like, have you, are you on Team Takedown Publix? They'd be like, what is that? Be like, oh, right. you're one in a million. Right. But nevertheless, but I think that when people start to see other people that look like them, they can relate. Mm-hmm. And they want to join in. And they just really need somebody to motivate them and say, give me your money. This is true. And I'm going to take care of the rest for you. Mm-hmm. And so um, they were, I will say that there's one person on the team that was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to just give nobody this $1,000. Can you, can you mail this off for me? Right. Because I ain't got nothing to show for it. But it's like, that is a lot of money, but look at what you're you getting on the other end. That's true. And so, but, but I think that the pictures speak volume. I think this many people on this continent will be own the world forever we will be in the history books as the first to ever ever do it but let me tell you i told somebody about this and they was like you're going to alaska right no nope. not antarctica i was like no it's antarctica <laughs> they was like are you sure it's not alaska and i was like i know i'm not getting my a's my a's mixed up it's it is definitely the, it is the most foolishness thing they have ever heard it's and they antarctica. was like why are you going there right to do what you know yes. it's cold there right <laughs> you know what's but cold. it's colder in Chicago than it is in Antarctica. Right. So the Antarctica side that we're going on is the south side. Okay. It okay. is summer in Alaska. It's summer in Antarctica. <laughs> the, the south side, south side. Antarctica. of Antarctica. We're going to South Chile. <laughs> right. The south side. Okay. So the high was like 35, but it's actually Antarctica summer mm-hmm. when it's January in the states. Okay. So the temperatures are like high 35, maybe it's never a negative. Okay. But it's the wind. That, that right, but it's it's from the videos we've right. seen. It's like a trail race. Mm-hmm. There is the frozen ice, but right. it's not what people have said. Okay. Um, I found a woman named Shauna um, Anderson out of Chicago mm-hmm. that did this race a couple of years ago, and she just finished her seventh marathon on seventh continent. Okay. And she did an interview and told us kind of about the race, her experience, and from what I can tell. We're going to have a good time. Like, it's nothing what people are portraying how cold it is. And even if it Y'all is. Dodging icebergs. I mean, you done already paid to get there. <laughs> like, yeah, what, you going to go home? Right. No, you're exactly. going gonna right. to layer up like we do in the winter. Right. And we runners. Right. If I can run Boston in that foolishness, yeah. I ain't worried about Antarctica. No, definitely. Not at all. Definitely. Like you said, it's not below 35. I mean, we do that here. It drops like that in the winter. It was that cold this morning. <laughs> now, um, Heather. Literally. Yes. I, I, we could talk to you all day, but yes. I, we want to be able to talk to some of your, your um, people that are participating. So I got yes. uh, another young lady that we're going to bring on here in Thank just a second. John. Now, we're going to talk to you again before we finish um, at the end. Um, okay. So stick around. Don't have too many. What, what kind of cocktails y'all got over there? So we, we, we got a, we got a uh, black ice over there. Oh, you got okay. the black ice? <laughs> I heard somebody say, ooh, this is good. Mm. So you know, gonna... Speaking to Heather was the best way to start off the interviews. She really brought home the reason for the GoFundMe account. She talked about her vision for the Black Ice Project and how basically running all the continents was one of her first goals as a runner. Now, we did get to talk to uh, someone else that will be participating. Her name is uh, Sandra Watts. Now, she initially thought she was just going to 
pay some money. She was going to help uh, Heather reach her goal by donating money. But in the end, she realized the best way to help Heather reach her goal was to actually participate and run the White Continent Marathon. Why Antarctica? Tell us your real reasons why. And tell us, what was your first thought when you heard about this trip? Like this, this run, are y'all calling it a runcation? For me, it's a runcation. Okay, okay. So, so for tell me, us what your first thoughts were. So my first thought when Heather was came up with this vision of doing the Black Ice Project, of get, selling out the race, I was like, wow, this is an amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went back and forth for it for a minute, and then I called Heather and I talked to her because my initial thing was to actually just donate $1,000 to the cause, okay. to pour into her vision. Mm -hmm. But then I got to thinking about it. I said, well, if I'm going to pour into her vision $1,000, I might as well just go ahead and do it. Go, so, yeah, join in. Um, and when you think about it, when we go to a lot of these races, you know, there are large crowds, but we don't get a chance to actually mix and mingle with the black that we do see at the races. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity for us to come together, do this race, and make history at the same time right. and create this bond. Because once you become a runner and you start seeing all the faces at the races, mm -hmm. now you can put a name with a face and you have that connection. Exactly. Those bonds actually form um, out there on that running course. Now, let's add, Sandra, and just because I, I really don't uh, know you at all, this is the first time I'm meeting you, kind of introduce yourself to, to the audience. Okay. Who are you, where you're from, yeah. how'd you get into running, that kind of thing. Okay, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I initially started running in high school. I was a sprinter. And the funny thing was my track coach actually wanted to make me a distance runner. And I, at that time, I was like, oh, no, I'm not You're doing like, distance. That? that is not, mm -mm, that's not for me. Right. So I did that um, after high school, went into the military, the Army, mm -hmm. and that's where I got introduced into distance running and actually, yeah, actually mm -hmm. fell in love with it. So I did really well with that. Got out the military, kind of fell off, ran a little bit more, became a police officer. Part of the training was okay. running. So I picked it back up then. My first mar uh, half marathon was Chicago, Rock and Roll Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I trained for that. And at that time, I was like, okay, so I've completed eight miles. Right. Surely I can do 13. <laughs> That's not going to be a problem. So I, I remember talking to the academy director, and I was like, yeah, I registered for this half marathon. He was so what's your longest run? I was like, eight miles. He was like, I don't think you're going to do well. Right. Needless to say, I persevered through that race, and I fell in love with halves. I'm sure him telling you that also, you were like, excuse me? You told oh, me yeah. I couldn't do that? That's Anytime <laughs> somebody tells <laughs> me I can't do something, mm -hmm. that's an automatic, for like, sure. I'm going to show you. Okay. So that's how I kind of fell in love with it. And then from halves, I ventured into um, full marathons. And I, I just love running. Running is, and a lot of people say it, but running for me keeps me in tune with me because of my job. I'm in homicide. Okay. So I deal with a lot. So mm -hmm. when I get out there on the pavement, I have an opportunity to actually just release all of that okay. and find myself again, and I'm able to keep it moving. Guess that was a mouthful. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's so what is your aim? Because you did talk a lot about your, your resume a little bit, but what's, to this point, what do you feel your biggest running accomplishment is? My biggest running accomplishment was my first full was a DNF. It was Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. I promised my sons that as long as they were in the Marine Corps, I would do that race to support them. Mm -hmm. So the first Marine Corps had a lot of issues with nutrition and hydration. Mm -hmm. So after that, um, I ended up having to have surgery, mm -hmm. herniated disc. Oh. So I had Dopey in Paris scheduled for that same year with the surgery. Okay. So the doctor said, you're going to have to pick one. So I deferred Dopey mm -hmm. and ran Paris. I had surgery in January. Um, and then my longest run was 11 miles. And then I ran Paris and finished in 515 with no wow. training. Oh, wow. So to me, that's the biggest, accomplish the biggest mm -hmm. accomplishment because once you tell yourself mm -hmm. and make up in your mind, I don't care if it's running, I don't care if it's a goal that you have on your goal list or mm -hmm. something on your bucket list. What we have to understand is once we convince ourselves yeah. that I can do this, right. nothing is going to stop you. So that kind of like catapulted me and my confidence because I was like, this is amazing. When I passed up the five hour, five and a half hour group, right. I was like, oh my God. Right. For, sure. <laughs> For sure. So what do you look forward to the most to be running in Antarctica? 
like what's the biggest thing that you're like I'm excited to do see like what is it the most exciting thing is being with these with this group of people mm-hmm. and we're actually making history mm-hmm. and I've always prided myself with being someone who sets the example in my household for my sons mm-hmm. so with this I'm setting the example and I'm setting the bar so if they see their mom going out here doing all these races all over that I hope and I'm thinking that it does inspires them to do more be more and be better people so just this overall experience and for them to be able to see their mom out here doing amazing things is just like wow now um I know a lot of times and I do this with marathons I'll sign up for something and really don't hit me hit me what I'm about to do until it comes what is about this that has already hit you that you are you are physically going to a continent that I mean I don't know how many people have been there but it's definitely not a place that people go to regularly regularly has that hit you yet that that's where you're going part it it has hit me and it's kind of ironic that you asked this because with the races it never really hits me that I'm actually going in your mind you know you're going to this place Mm -hmm. but when you get on that plane and you're seated in that seat and you're headed to that destination Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm really doing this I'm really getting ready to go out here to some places that some people only dream of going and then to be able to run there as well yes yes I can actually say I've been to Antarctica how many people can actually and then when you think about it especially within the black community and this is what I really love about this we're putting these faces out here. Mm-hmm. We come from all walks of life, yes. all backgrounds, mm-hmm. and we're going to this place. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a push and a motivation for a lot of young blacks out there. Young black kids mm-hmm. can see that I can do anything that I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm really liking and loving about this because trust me I'm bragging about it in the office because I work with a bunch of um people that um probably don't see little brown girls doing things like this Mm because my office is male dominated okay and Mm -hmm. I am the only well one other black female in that office so to do things like this is amazing now if anybody after watching this or hearing this hearing this on our podcast uh, on our um live as well as live on um black ice project 2020 if they want to follow you mm-hmm. how would they, do you do you have social media that you want you feel like sharing it's up to sure. you sure um i have social media on facebook i'm sandra watts mm-hmm. on instagram i am she is fierce runner okay. she certainly is yes yeah. so that's me on instagram so I would love for people to follow me. Maybe I can inspire somebody, not necessarily in the running journey, but a long life to do something, right. to be an inspiration to somebody. That, that's awesome. Oh, Sandra, thank you very much thank for, you for, for having speaking with me. us. Now we're going to go and grab... The next participant else. of the Black Ice Project that uh, Indy and I were able to speak with is Cassandra Gilliam. Now, she definitely understands a party with a purpose. I found her in the bar area enjoying a Black Ice specialty drink and convinced her to come speak with us. Now, she's from a small town in Mississippi, and it really hasn't hit her just yet that she's going to be running a marathon on the continent of Antarctica. And she tells us how she was gifted the $1,000 for her deposit. (laughs) Exactly. So, Cassandra, where are you from? I am originally from Mississippi. What part of Mississippi? Um, Batesville, Mississippi. Okay. You heard of that time? No, I don't know. I, <laughs> I still want to know. Near Any? Ole Miss. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Cassandra, just like we asked Sandra, why? Why, why Antarctica? Why not? <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just about every other continent you can easily get to, but that's the one most people don't get to. Okay. So when Heather was like, I want to take a crew with me. Right. I said, sure, why not? <laughs> That's the main reason. Right. Now, for people in our audience who do not know you, um, mm-hmm. like I, this is the first day I'm meeting you, mm-hmm. introduce yourself. Tell us you know, where you're from, how you got into running, that sort of thing. Full name, everything. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Cassandra Gilliam. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, mm-hmm. it's Cassandra Rochelle, because I use my middle name, because I'm a teacher, and I don't want my students to find me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> And um, hmm, I think I've been running since 
2013. I think it's been that long. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got in the running with BGR, Black Girls Run. And I was actually coming from the gym one day mm -hmm. and I went past Atlantic Station on a Tuesday mm -hmm. and I saw a big group of black women out on the bridge on 17th Street right. and they were getting ready to run. And I was like, ooh, I wanna be a part of them. Mm -hmm. And I saw the shirts that said uh, BGR. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I looked them up and I started running with them. Yeah. No, I know that I have run with you. With yes. BGI on, BGI on Thursdays. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's not my first time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not my first time meeting her. And I know that you are very good friends with Heather. Yes. What was, aside from I'm doing this because it's Antarctica, like what has been another big, I guess, run that you've done that kind of sticks with you that you're like, I want to add this to it? Like, what's one of the big accomplishments that you've had in the running? This, your running history. Okay. Well, I would say that my biggest accomplishment was uh, 2018, actually. I did Little Rock Marathon. Mm -hmm. My little story is watching everybody around me getting faster, mm -hmm. and I was actually getting slower. Mm -hmm. And it got me to the point where I was just so down, I wanted to stop running. I was just like, everybody else is speeding up, and here I am slowing down. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. It just made me so mad. Mm -hmm. And so I decided. I wanted to do Little Rock because the medal was big, and I was just like, I gotta it's get that huge. medal. Yes, it's the medals are like, yes, it's they come to your whole yes. chest. They like, they like, like, like comedy big, yes, that's yes. how big they are. Like, why do you have this? It doesn't right. on a medal right And it's gonna exactly. hurt your neck. <laughs> it is. It's huge. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, it's yes. Huge. It's big. So, I decided that I was just gonna run it to get the medal. I wasn't even really thinking about PR, and I was like, if I do, it's great. If I don't, oh well. And so I got out there and I started running. I started having some knee problems. So then I was like, well, let's just let me just finish. And I did good, and afterwards when I checked my time, I think I was probably about 30 seconds faster. And I was like, it was, it was you know, like a small margin, but I was like, it's it counts, right. it counts. It's still something. And I think we as runners, a second bet faster is big for us. Like yeah, and it, and it really is. And it, I was so happy, because I was like, I PR'd for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, that's all that matters is a PR is Am a I, PR. Is it, is it that I'm holding my drink up? <laughs> no, no, he pointed at me, okay. he said I'm falling asleep. Um, <laughs> no, I said I was reading, so he looks like I'm sleeping. Um, anyway. <laughs> Not at all. Not We're at not all. So, <laughs> Antarctica. Okay. And I, I, I asked this to Sandra as well. Antarctica. It, it's a. It's not a place a lot of people go. Right. It's not a place you don't, you you usually plan a vacation. Right. Mm -hmm. Has it hit you that you're going there? That you are going to be somewhere <laughs> that the only people that are there are there because of the government. Their base camps right. and things like that. Um. It. Somewhat, I don't think it's fully hit me yet. Mm -hmm. it, it, it has kind of, but not, not all the way. Because at first, I, I was saying I was going, but I wasn't really quite sure. And because um, I was like, oh, I can't get this thousand dollars together. It's just, not, it's not gonna happen. And so I'm the one, because I posted on one of the uh, team takedown pages, okay. but I'm the one who I was like, my husband walked in one morning and he said, Oh, I'm watching no, everybody go else. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but my husband walked in and he said, um, happy Kwanzaa. And he gave me the $1,000. I'm that one. And I was so happy when he did it. I was like, I'm going to another <laughs> So, yeah, it is right now. It hasn't fully hit. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning, like, with every step, like, doing this and yes. everything like that. Uh -huh. It's coming along. But... Not yet. It hasn't really gotten there yet because I figured I'd be a little bit more scared than I am. <laughs> now, have you? Is this going to be your? Well, I guess you know North America is the first continent, but mm -hmm. is this going to be your second, third? Yeah, this would be the second. This is going to be your second mm -hmm. continent. I mean, once you do Antarctica, you got to finish. Now, I mean, right. you got and, to. And but that's what, first I was going to do the half marathon because I was like, I'm not doing a marathon down there. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? If I wanted to do all the continents. Uh huh. 
it would really suck to have to go back <laughs> and like, well, I only did a half, so I need to go back. So I was like, let me just go on and do it for Yeah, one, I mean, yeah. if you're going to be there. Right, you might as well. Might as well, exactly. Do you don't have to go to Antarctica to run a 5K. Do it That's <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, have, have you seen the itinerary yet? Like, do you yes. know exactly how? So have you planned anything beyond just the running of the marathon? Because I know you're going to go, you go, you guys start in Chile, I think. Mm-hmm. So have you, are you planning on to get to sightsee while you're there? That's sort of, that's turned into a, a big trip beyond just the running. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I haven't really, like, planned where I want to go and things like that. But mm-hmm. some people have made suggestions. Like, someone was talking about a particular waterfall. Okay. And I was like, I definitely want to go see that and stuff like that. So I haven't really yet. I guess it still hadn't hit me that I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, um, you did mention your Facebook, but... If people want to, after you know, seeing you here, we're going to actually post this on our web on our um, podcast next okay. week. But they want to be able to follow you, follow your training. You know, you're getting ready, and when it actually does hit you, when you have that testimonial live on Facebook <laughs> in the middle of the night, like y'all, I'm about to go to Antarctica. Um, how can yeah, they follow here you? With how the can penguins. they? Yeah, exactly. How can they follow you if you want to? I know you're a teacher, so I don't know if you want to give it out. Oh too no, much, that's but. fine. Um, my Instagram is Cassie underscore row R O. And Twitter is Cassie underscore 79, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Okay. Well, Cassandra, thank you for, you know, take, pulling you away from the bar. And speaking the last of- participant so that Indy and I were able to speak with is Ron Clay, one of the few men that signed up to run the uh, White Continent Marathon on uh, January 2020. Um, he is trying to complete his seven continents, you know, running a marathon on each of the continents, but he will not be the first person in his family to step foot on Antarctica. Um, as I've asked all the other runners beforehand, why Antarctica? Why have you decided to participate in this? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get into seven continents okay. as a start, and I really just wanted to see Antarctica mm-hmm. itself. My sister went last year. They didn't do the run, but... Okay. Uh, just to see the country. I want to see the penguins, see if I can slide down the ice with them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Ron, um, this is the first time I'm meeting you, um, first time Indy is meeting you, and yes. maybe the first time my audience is meeting you. Mm-hmm. If you would, just kind of introduce yourself, where you're from, how you got into running, you know, you know, what's your biggest accomplishment in running, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm, I'm a native Atlantan. There, there are some of us around. You must be, you're the last one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've been running for about 28 years. Okay. I first started with Peachtree. Okay. I got to the point, it's like, I want to do Peachtree Road Race mm-hmm. and ever done Peachtree. The first time you do it, it's like, man, I got to do this again. Yes. So I've run 27 in a row. I was wow. supposed to stop at 20. You were supposed to stop. I miscounted, <laughs> so I had to run 25, so I got my children to run with me, right. so like five or six of us, we got together in a group and ran. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't stop, because then the next year, my nephew was 11, he needed to run, right. so I missed the 27th year, now yeah. I'm back again, and I guess my biggest accomplishment, I, I run ultras, too, okay. I run okay. marathon, I've run one ultra, I've done 121 miles. Wow. In a six-hour event, I've done, I qualified for Boston in 2011. Uh, thank God, we don't know how that happened, but I'll take wow. it. Wow, <laughs> that's exciting, yes. And that's I've just... run 111 marathons, ultras combined, so. Wow, now that's, that's a resume. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious resume, that's right. a serious resume. Definitely, so what do you look forward to the most to be running in Antarctica? Uh, just the fact that you get to run. I, my motto is run till the trail runs out. So you just, you get out there, I don't run for time, I just, you go out there and just zone out and just enjoy it. You know, at some point you realize you just didn't hit the finish line, and you don't stop until you hit the finish line. Now, um, and once again, it's kind of something I've been asking everybody that's going, you are going to a place, and and you're probably rare, because you actually have a relative that's actually already been there. So it's not right. like you can go to the family reunion like, look, I went to Antarctica. What y'all do? <laughs> I mean, you got somebody in your family that went. But has it hit you that you were actually going to, to Antarctica? Like, are you fully prepared for getting off that plane and stepping on, on, on the tundra? 
Probably not. <laughs> I was reading someone's blog from 2014. I hate cold weather. That's why I live in Atlanta. My hand. My hand. That that 12 degrees we that 12 K we did today. My hands were freezing. Yeah. Guy ran Antarctica in 2014. He said it was minus 33. <laughs> wow. I don't think you can get ready for Woo. minus 33 degrees. <laughs> Now, have, have you looked into, like, what kind of gear yeah. you're have going to need for this race? What kind of, what level of research have you done? I've done a little. I've basically, well, my hands stay cold, so no matter what gloves they give me, I'm not wearing them. <laughs> I've put socks on my hands. I use double wool socks. Oh. That's the only thing that keeps my hands warm. And I usually wear, run with four of them, four layers. Oh, wow. Because my fingers get cold, my hands get cold, I'm done. Mm. But other than that, I'm good. Because I've seen a lot, I've looked at some of the races people have run, and no one has really had on any heavy clothes. Okay. Because if you're running, you're usually going to stay warm enough, your core is going to stay warm enough not to get cold. Yeah. The biggest thing that's going to get cold are your hands and your ears. I, and I have, so, I have enough running gear after 27 years that I would be well covered. I would have on four layers. If the bear comes, he's going to have to eat through all these clothes I got on. So it sounds like he's he mentioned the pink bear. Like, he's excited. He's this whole vision of his for Antarctica. And, and so, Ron, it sounds like you have done some research. You have, you know, checked the blogs. So, on the course, is there any nutrition? Is there any, like, water stops? Or is it pretty much you have to carry all that with you? Uh, they have some water stops. I did notice that. I didn't see how many there were. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what I haven't, what I've been looking for to find out is it. 13.1 out and 13 point back, or are they doing a six-mile loop? Because it changes the, each year, doesn't it? Yeah, it changes depending on what the weather is and conditions is how they're going to do it. Now, what would be interesting is, because we've done some races in Atlanta, and there's been it's been cold, and they have water stops, and we felt the water would freeze. Yes. Like in the cup. That's so true. So I would think yes. that in Antarctica, doing a race in Antarctica, they would have to do something a little different so that it doesn't freeze quickly. Yeah. Because that cold. I didn't even think about that. That's true. I have been to races where the water was the completely water has frozen. frozen. Yeah. Here in yeah. So I mean, I guess that's something we'll have to look into. Yeah, we'll have that's to see what, what they right. do about I'm, that. I'm thinking they'll probably have some heaters, uh, like or something in the air in that it, area. To, okay. To, yeah. To put it in to keep it warm because it definitely it, it's it definitely freeze. it's definitely gonna freeze right. up. Yeah, I mean, I think in those races where I've seen water that was frozen, it was 30s here. Yeah. Below. Yeah. So below 30. 30s yeah. Exactly. So, and the, the water or the whatever. Yeah, I, I've had okay. it. I've had it freeze in my uh, backpacks before. Yeah. It will freeze up real quick. Now, Ron, um, of course, uh, people after hearing this, like I said, I'm going to post this um, on my podcast on the Run Duo uh, mm -hmm. next week. If they want to follow your training, keep in touch with what you're doing before you get to Antarctica. Mm -hmm. Is there a way they can do that? Do you have social media or anything you want to share? Uh, I'm on Facebook at Ron Clay. And then my running group is also on, I'm part of South Cap Striders, so we're also on Facebook. <laughs> What's the, the, say the name of your run group again? South Cap Striders. South Cap. Oh, you're on South Cap Striders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. talking to you soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. About South perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, thank before you we wrapped up the live stream for the uh, Black Ice Project uh, GoFundMe kickoff, we did bring Heather back, Heather King back one more time, just to kind of go over the GoFundMe account again, as well as kind of explain again why you should donate and help us get all 38 people to Antarctica to run in this marathon. Now, um, I'm going to bring that recording or start that recording here in just a moment. Before I do, I just wanted to thank um, India Cook, my co-host, for coming out and uh, participating in the live podcast, as well as Buddy Love Media. He uh, did the technical side, every night. Buddy Love, the uh, photographer to the stars, uh, for doing the technical side and, and setting up the live stream for us. If you have not seen the live stream and you want to see the full unedited version of the um, interviews, you can do it there um, on the Black Ice Project Facebook page as well as the Run Duo Facebook page and go like the Run Duo Facebook page as well. Um, and you'll also see an interview that I did not include in the uh, edited version. We actually interviewed Tess. Uh, Tess, you should know her. She's the race director for The Race as well as the founder of Running Nerds and Atlanta Run Social, ATL Relays, you know, all the races that she does. She's probably one of the greatest race directors in the uh, in the Atlanta area, uh, for sure. And actually, 
Go check it out because she asked uh, the Run Duel podcast to um, sponsor a mile for the race that is coming up this year. And uh, we agreed. So if you want to see that and, you know, kind of see our back and forth, um, you can go check that out at the uh, live stream unedited version of the uh, GoFundMe uh, uh, kickoff party. But I'm going to bring Heather's recording on now. But I want to thank you for listening to episode 21. We hope you enjoyed it. We plan on having more live uh, podcasts in the future at maybe some race expos, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but once again, thank you for listening. We always uh, in, in, are appreciative of everyone that listens to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to bring you back so you can hit it one more time. Okay, one more about time. this, about this, about this fundraiser because we want, we we love to dance, we love to drink, we love to have a good time. Yes. We need this money though. But we are a party with a purpose, so this is what I will say. Um, we will need everyone's help. We need all hands on deck. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, whatever you got, um, we will take it. Um, we we want us to win. We want us all to win. Why you should support us is because. We are out here supporting ourselves. We are going door to door, asking everybody we see to help us get this goal met. Um, I will say this. I don't like to think negative, um, and I know that 250 is a lot, and I will say that that 250 will really take some of our cost away. Um, If we receive that goal, 250,000, then that means each person will end up paying still about $5,000 out of their own pocket okay. to get to Antarctica. Right. Um, I would say myself, I have a part-time job so that I can help myself get to Antarctica. So everybody is working together. What I do like about this team is we are all fundraising as a team. I may be the spokesperson and the person that put the fundraiser together, but everybody individually, all members, 38. Well, so there's two people that opted out of the fundraiser. They just, they. They said that they would opt out and we leave it there. But the other 36, everybody is doing what they can. Um, I think everybody brings something pretty powerful to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a great running resume. And I think overall it's a good story. It, it is a good story. Um, there's going to be some struggles along the way. But at the end of the day, we will finish as a whole. We will finish as a race. And we will finish upright. Yes, all 38 individuals. All 38 people. All 38. All 38 so if you're watching this or if you're going to watch the replay of this, if you listen to this mm-hmm. on the Run Duo podcast that comes out every other week, you can get us yes. on um, SoundCloud, iTunes, and um, Google Play. Google Play. Yes. Um, if any time that you listen to this, go to the Black Ice Project. And is that what it's called on the GoFundMe we page? Are Black Ice Project on Instagram. We are Black Ice Project on Twitter. We are Black Ice Project on Facebook and GoFundMe. Ice is spelled with two E's. Two E's. So Black Ice I C E E Project um, on GoFundMe. Go there. Put it on your social media. Um, hi, sure. um, hashtag B I P. And yes. challenge, if you donate, challenge somebody else. If you're a Kappa, challenge your other Kappa brothers. If you're Alpha, challenge your Alpha brothers. If you So we do have some women. We do got some Deltas on the team. We got yes. some five Deltas, black, we black men run. A, we do have one, AKA. Mm-hmm. The unique thing about this particular group, if, if you look around and look at all the pictures, and if you watch the Facebook page, mm-hmm. every week there will be someone's new bio. Right. Check out the page. Read their bio. See that they didn't become a runner overnight. See all the obstacles that they overcame mm-hmm. to be able to lace up right now. Right. Um, the Facebook page has interesting information on it about all of the runners. And as the weeks go on, we'll feature someone every week. And you'll be able to know more about each person by the time we get to Antarctica. And we have a whole year to go. So support us when you can. If you can give us five or ten, we'll take it. The five tens add up. Yes, they do. And so we appreciate anything that you do for us. And if I can help you any way, let me know. 